Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey guys, it's Natalia and welcome back to Unfiltered Fashion Talks. Today I have my lovely friend Emily, super excited to talk. Um, Also (laughs) disclaimer, my microphone doesn't want to work today, so it's just here for aesthetics and I'm actually recording on my headphones, so I apologize if the sound quality is a little less than usual, but we're still here. We've been struggling, but we're here. (laughs) Yes, it has been a rough time, but do you want to give us a little intro of yourself, a little, I don't know, whatever you want to say? Hi guys, my name is Emily Jackson. I'm from California. I was born and raised in the Bay Area. Um, I am the designer and founder of Emily Hiroe. It's my women's wear line based in New York, and I'm here today because Natalia and I met studying in Italy so yeah I'm excited to be here (laughs) yes I'm so excited to have you here I think it's fun to have people that like I went to school with so we can actually talk about shared experiences and stuff yeah and we have a lot of shared experiences (laughs) a lot um I think studying abroad together like our whole group just so many shared experiences in that (laughs) yeah and actually I think honestly you may be one of like the last people I saw before the pandemic I remember, Honestly, rough, yes. I remember roughly seeing you outside of FIT and we kind of did this like yes. awkward like oh I don't know if we should like hug each other right COVID, <laughs> and then and then it was like a week later everything was shut down and life yes. has just been crazy ever since I totally forgot about that but yeah we definitely ran into each other like at in the streets like right in front of FIT I think I was like yeah. out to get lunch with somebody or something but yeah yeah that is wild it's wild that that was like so long ago I know, but it also feels like it wasn't that long ago because like life has been so stagnant with the pandemic, but also it's been so fast. But yeah, that was actually like two years ago, which is crazy. That's so crazy. Like I have not processed that whatsoever. Um, So crazy. But anyway, you're also one of the few that graduated in the pandemic and did like an associates instead of, I feel like half the people in like our, at least like Italy class like did the associates and like the other half just like continue with bachelors mm-hmm. um but what is your reasoning for only doing the associates um well I already completed an associates degree from FIDM so actually I feel like we should probably start there right I so, totally spaced off like I have it written down in my little <laughs> notes that you also went to fit up yeah no no it's totally okay but yeah, so, let's yeah I that. studied I studied at FIDM in San Francisco. Um, I studied product development and there I learned about like tech design and basically how to like make a garment from initial concept to like final design, but more on like a production side of it rather than like a creative side of it. So I could have continued there and um, got a, a bachelor's degree in and technical design or um, I feel like they have a few different options like that you can specialize in mm-hmm. but then yeah I just definitely have a passion for like the creative part of fashion right. and yeah so I continued there through FIT and I'm like listen I've already done four years like I can't <laughs> I can't do this any longer <laughs> yeah I don't blame you I literally did two years and I was out like <laughs> I, I don't know if it was like the best financial decision to have like four years of schooling to pay off and I have right. two associates degrees and not like one bachelor's degree but right I mean it was a decision I made because I don't know about you but when I was thinking about it about going to fashion school I wasn't thinking about it in terms of like actually getting a degree and then like going out and working in right. the workspace. space I just thought no I'm here to learn how to make clothes and yeah. I'm starting my business that is exactly what yes. I'm doing no that was my exact mindset too like that was why I didn't do the bachelor's I was like I don't care like I thought I might have to work in the industry before starting my business but I didn't necessarily want to yeah Um, also I think the rules in fashion are definitely different yeah for sure like there I don't know there there are rules but then at the same time it's like people will hire you even if you don't have education it's just kind of based on your experience so just just do whatever you want you'll figure yeah, it out exactly no that's what I tell people too I feel like your portfolio and your skills are so much more important than like whether or not you went to school for it 
Yeah, and honestly, in this industry, it's also based off of like connections and who you right. know, which is kind of unfortunate because sometimes it feels like clicky and hard to obtain yeah. and kind of, like get a position. But but yeah, we're here. We've managed. The we, best yeah, we definitely anyway. managed in, <laughs> in a pandemic. And I don't know about you, but like I kind of feel like my experience at FIT was a little bit tampered because I basically had a semester and a few weeks and then the pandemic happened and then exactly. I finished school from home and yeah I even when people ask me about it I was I was kind of similar to you saying like I don't really like FIT but then I realized right. I didn't even finish a complete year there in person exactly. so who, who am I to say I don't like it Literally. No, that's how I feel because I just don't feel qualified to talk about FIT ever, even though I get so many questions about it. I'm like, I spent more time at Palomoda than FIT. Yeah. And of course, crazy. obviously going to love our experience in Italy way exactly. better than New York. But I mean, I would say like my experience with teachers were, were nice, but yeah, just the whole pandemic thing kind of ruined, ruined the last yeah. semester for me. It definitely did for me too. And I'm like, sad about that and I recently learned that we were uh, we were like able to be in their graduation yeah did you know about that I didn't know about that I found out when I saw people graduating (laughs) (laughs) I was like since we have a graduation I did not know about that yeah I had absolutely no idea I know and I'm so I guess I graduated it's fine whatever I know me too I literally remember seeing people's like posts about it and I was like excuse me like we had a graduation yeah like how did were we supposed to find out about it I don't and I didn't know because they canceled my email like my student yeah I'm pretty sure mine's not running either so okay okay well they actually like terminated mine you know how they're weird about the passwords and like every three months you need to yeah you need to update them right so I reached out to them for like a separate reason and then I think they realized I was an alum and then they just terminated my account yeah so then I never received an email that's rough well I didn't even check my email anymore anyway because I feel no reason to check my FIT email so yeah. I, I'm sure they sent it there and I just never looked yeah. but you know it's fine we still graduated still got yeah. the degree fine. I mean I didn't have like a party or really any acknowledgement but right. I don't know about you but like the last day I just was like oh okay yep <laughs> nothing feels different literally I was like I'm graduating from my parents house in Indiana like what oh yeah yeah I was so sad about it because I literally had hyped up the idea of graduating in New York City like for the longest time I was like it's so cool we're gonna get graduation at like Radio City Music Hall it's gonna be like the coolest thing ever oh is that is that where they do it see I don't even that's where they usually do it so that's where it would have been but like and like the graduation they had anyway wasn't there it was at Central Park I think but Oh, okay. Oh, still. You know, I think I saw pictures and yeah. I yeah. I'm like, oh, would have been nice. A little bit more of like a COVID safe space. Right. But it's fine. But anyway, how was the like pandemic for you and like starting your business? Um, where to start? <laughs> where to begin? Yeah, that's a big question. Um, well, first off, I feel like it's important to mention that before the pandemic, when mm-hmm. I was in my last semester of school, I was like, okay, I'm in this. Like, I know in a few months I'm going to be out of school and I want to start my business and I need to like get ahead of this and start thinking about this now. Um, but yeah, so when the pandemic started, it actually, I personally feel like opened kind of like an opportunity where I had so much more time because before I was working part-time and I was in school full-time so it was just like so much going on and I didn't I never had time for like for myself or for like designing and being creative so the fact that I had so much time when the pandemic started was really cool and really nice so I mean I think it's been really great because I've just been designing organically and just doing whatever I want um but it's it has its challenges I would say Right. You know, I mean, it's definitely difficult sometimes to like shoot my first collection that I came out with last year. I was planning on shooting with models, but then I didn't yep. know how to do that in like a COVID safe way. Um, 
but I would say like so far it's been really cool because I'm in this place where I'm like creating a foundation for exactly what I want my line to be and you know like what I want my aesthetic to be so I can only look at it in a positive way yeah no that's how I feel too I feel like the pandemic was the one time I was like able to slow down and actually like think about my life and what I wanted to do and yeah all the things and also just like be creative because I feel like when you're in school like yes you're creative but it's also like forced creativity and I don't do that well in like forcing situations like that me either and I think the way they try to teach you on how to create a collection is more based off of like an industry standard where they want you to know how to like go into a company and sit down and how to sketch and create a whole lookbook within a day. Right. But in reality, for me, I, because I'm kind of always turned on to that like creative button, Mm -hmm. I'm always just organically thinking and writing things down and sketching and it just comes to me like in a more fluid way rather than sitting down and like forcing myself to do it so that was that was honestly one thing that I didn't really enjoy in fashion school was sketching in that kind of um, environment yeah no me too like I'm the kind of person like for my own collections I literally will source fabrics first and then try to come up with something but if I'm like not inspired by fabrics i can't just like randomly come up with something yeah I can't like force it I don't know why they make a rule where you have to you know have like your whole concept out first and then like fabric comes next right again it's like another industry standard but um yeah for me there's definitely I would be totally lying if I said that there aren't fabrics that I see and I just go okay I'm gonna buy this now right and when I get home I'm gonna figure it out I'm gonna sketch out a bunch of shit and I'll go from there no literally same just it's so much easier for me to think that way because I guess I like to visualize in color so if I like already have the fabric it's easier for me to visualize the final Mm. product Mm. I don't know if that's legit or not but you know that's what I know I know I think I think that's a real thing I think that's legit (laughs) yeah that's just you know just how it is um anyway switching gears into sustainability because have to talk about it um I don't know if I ever like fully told you but I think you're one of the first people I ever heard talk about sustainability and fashion so I feel like I always credit it back to you that's amazing. In all Thank honesty, you. of course. Um, I mean, I listened to your podcast, so I did hear you. Yeah, I'm sure I've mentioned it multiple times. And you name <laughs> dropped me, and I was like, oh my goodness. Yes. I had no idea. That's that's seriously so awesome. Yeah, I don't think I had ever actually like fully told you, but I like I started learning about it when we were in Italy, and I literally vividly remember you posting about how awful Zara was because obviously like everybody in Europe is obsessed with Zara. Yeah. yeah. And I was literally obsessed with Zara. And I think it was like one day that I had literally just gone shopping at Zara. And then you posted something about how unethical or unsustainable it was. I don't remember one of the two. And I was like, Oh my God, I'm the worst person ever. I need to stop this right now. Oh, no. <laughs> Not oh, like in like, goodness. you made it sound bad, but I was like, why have I been so like ignorant on this? If I'm like part of the industry, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I need to be better. Um, so I was going to get back to you. Yeah, I felt, I felt like, so studying in San Francisco and at FIDM, the, the whole program was definitely like integrated into sustainability. And I would just say like the culture in California is very much like eco-conscious. Definitely. I went from a program where every single class was just talking about sustainability and also talking about fast fashion and specifically Zara. So Zara is unique because they were able to like revolutionize the fast fashion industry by by cutting down the time of creating a garment to two weeks. So they own um, fabric mills, they own their manufacturers and all of all of their team is like literally within the same area and in the same location so whatever the ideas that is coming in they're able to like start working right right then like they're able to make the fabric they're able to make the patterns and within two weeks like it'll be on shelves so So, so which which is honestly so cool and when you think about it right but then 
the harmful part about that is that it's based off of mostly like trends mm-hmm. and we all know trends they come and they go exactly. so it's either gonna go really well or it's gonna flop right so clearly it's more based off of like quantity and selling more rather than like the actual quality of the garment and you and I both know how much work goes yes. into making a garment you yes. know it can really take take forever so I mean to think about how many garments are being made so fast is kind of crazy I can't I honestly can't even really imagine it honestly me neither I really don't understand how they are able to produce so much so fast yeah because it really is not that easy at all I know I mean and I always think like when I'm designing you know when I finish making a garment I'm like okay this is my first sample I need right. to make like a few I need to perfect the fit I need to perfect the silhouette and yeah I don't know it's crazy yeah it's it's rough and I feel like I always think about that too whenever I'm like designing something I try to make stuff that like takes me the least amount of time possible because I'm like <laughs> I just don't know how the heck I would mass produce something like yeah. a jacket or something like that like I would love to have a jacket in my shop and I'm like how the heck would I mass produce that like those take so long yeah it would be honestly, so hard even the my so my first collection that I came out mm-hmm. with last year I had honestly it's slipping my mind how many looks I had I think you I had, had a lot I think I had 11 yeah I might be wrong nobody come for me <laughs> I'm coming for myself um (laughs) yeah so I had like a trench coat and I had like really complex pieces you did and then after I was like wait how am I myself going to make all of these garments I I don't think it's possible like I I am not gonna put myself through that um so now the collection I'm working on I'm looking to do like in-house manufacturing in New Mm -hmm. York so yeah it's like a really small manufacturer you know like I'm able to like go in in person and like meet the people and you know I can see from my eyes like it's very ethical and people are working like regular hours um but yeah I mean I think for consumers they never really have to think about what goes into a garment I mean that's also kind of like the luxury of being a consumer you don't want to you don't have to think about it all you can just go into a store and you know if you wanted to like buy 500 shirts and then come home and you you had to do nothing I mean right work and make money and but yeah I think now we're in a part with our society where people are like becoming more knowledgeable and just want to know more about like the behind the scenes and I think it's I think it's really cool because in a way like as a designer I feel like I'm being celebrated in a better way and people are like actually seeing what's going on and can appreciate the art like from another level which is really cool yeah I love that a lot because I think even with the pandemic so many people got into sewing (laughs) just like it became a trendy thing which like is so cool but I think that really opened up people to see how difficult it actually is to make clothes and like the whole process and like um I think that's been super beneficial for the yeah whole I've had friends take sewing classes and then like hit me right up. like I have no idea how you do this exactly like, thank you honestly yeah. that's the best compliment you could ever get literally I'm like it's harder than it looks like I feel like it looks easy when you see like a little video of somebody just like sewing or whatever I'm like once you start doing it yourself it doesn't always go that smoothly (laughs) yeah no that's definitely true but I also think that's like the beautiful part of this craft because there's always like a new challenge and new aspect that you have to conquer you know like for me I was just thinking about like I've never made a bra and I'm neither and I would love to (laughs) and it's like it's a whole other ballpark I think people think once you learn how to sew you're good and you don't you know how to sew you can make whatever no 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 no, (laughs) every garment has like a different route a different way of pattern making different rules so yeah yeah I mean I'm excited I'm definitely over like the holidays I think I'm gonna start making bras and maybe doing like a valentine's day collection that would be so cute I would love to learn how to do more like lingerie type stuff just because I find it so cool like I feel like it's so intricate and so like delicate and like I love seeing people that like we went to school with that are doing like specializations in lingerie and like seeing their projects I'm like wow I do not know how to do any of that 
but that is so cool. Did you think about what you would specialize in if you continued? Yeah, I would have probably done special occasion. Okay, okay. So that's but... mostly like gowns and yeah because like I love literally did not think about it at all I don't even have an answer for you (laughs) I don't even know what like the specialization options are because I was so over it like I'm done (laughs) there's like special occasion knitwear is a specialization lingerie I think um what's the other one oh sportswear sportswear yeah that's a basic one I I probably would have done sportswear yeah (laughs) but I don't know I feel like I also wouldn't want to specialize in something like I would have rather had two more years of just like more general knowledge if that makes okay. sense yeah because I feel like I don't know I wouldn't want to like only do one thing for two years because I like to do a lot of different things yeah <laughs> like no. I feel like I need variety like I feel like I would get bored if I was just doing lingerie for two years or just mm-hmm. doing gowns for two years you know you imagine if you chose to do something else with your life oof you, no. would, you would have been stuck just exactly. I mean no no hate I, know. <laughs> because I I mean obviously I understand like it's important right. kind of like how our society runs but for me I personally just get so bored and so distracted very easily and I need I need something new and I need something yeah. exciting so yeah. definitely the right path that I chose <laughs> Yeah, no, I totally feel you. I get way too bored way too quick. Even with my own collections, like I'm already bored of the one that I just launched. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like already thinking of what I'm doing next. Um, Because yeah, I bought a I bunch hear, of fabrics and stuff. I hear a lot of musicians feel that way. Like when they release yeah. an album, they're like, listen, I've listened to every song on this album hundreds of times exactly. for the past two years. And now everybody's listening to it. And I can't, I want to stop listening to Literally, it. Literally, no, that's how I feel. I'm like, I've made this collection. I literally started this collection in like, july like end of july early august and it just launched i'm like i just want to make something new i want to look at different fabrics i want to look at different colors like i love it but i just i'm over it and i haven't even started producing it (laughs) so out of curiosity i mean obviously yes i don't know if this is like a personal question so you can like cut (laughs) it out or keep it in or whatever um but typically for your garments like how many quantities are you getting at a time it depends. I'm just imagining how much yeah. sewing that is for you. Yeah. But I know, didn't you didn't you say that you hired somebody? Yes, I have somebody that's like freelance that comes in free once in a while. Like it's not super consistent, um, which is unfortunate. <laughs> but yeah, I guess the quantities depend on how much fabric I have. Like there's some items that I have enough fabric to make like I don't know maybe like ten to fifteen of it. But then there's some items that I literally can only make like two to three of it, just depending on like the fabric, because I like to use so much dead stock. Like sometimes there's just not enough of it. Like the green Adelaide dress that I launched, like that one was like a fan favorite. And I literally only have enough to make like two. Okay. Got it. (laughs) Just because I I think I got like maybe seven yards or bit or something like that, because that's what was available. But like if there were more available, I would have bought more and make more. But I don't know. It just depends on the item. Are you sourcing fabrics kind of like all over the place or are you? Yeah, I have like a few websites I like to go to just because I can't buy any in person and it literally makes me so mad Um, because I literally just have Joann's and I'm not about to buy anything at Joann's. I usually just like source them online. I bought some when I was in Spain um, because my hometown has this little like market like flea market every single Wednesday and there's this guy that brings in a bunch of dead stock fabrics from like local designers and stuff so I bought a bunch from him which was really nice because they were also super cheap but that was the only time I've ever bought anything in person fabric wise. wow and it's so it's honestly hard to order online too it is I hate it sometimes I I honestly just bite the bullet and I don't even go for swatches. I just order it and just and like fingers crossed, whatever comes yeah. in the mail, like I'm going to figure it out. But yeah. yeah, it's rough. It's definitely rough. Yeah, it's rough. Like I, there's a lot of websites that I use that don't necessarily do swatches or they sell out super quickly. So it's like, I know I don't have enough time to do swatches and then order. And mm-hmm. especially with a lot of like the satins that I like to use, 
like I can never tell what the weight of them is going to be being like so much thicker than I thought they would be or like so much thinner than I thought they would be so then I have to change my entire design concept because I was like okay well this isn't going to work now for what I thought it was going to be and it makes me so mad I know it's hard I I'm in a position right now where there's like a specific store slash mill that I'm sourcing from because everything they come out they they have like really a small options of of fabric so I I feel really lucky for finding them because everything right. they come out with I love oh, I'm able to order and it's so fast um the only thing that kind of sucks is that is it is international and I wish it was yeah. somewhere a little bit more local in New York but sometimes the decisions you gotta make no I feel that there's like a certain store I order from that's like from Canada too so it's like a little extra for shipping and the conversion rate and all the things but I'm like I love it though so I can't you know gotta make sacrifices there's nothing local to me so at this point everything is very external do you feel like because you're a sustainable brand it's a little bit more difficult going like the extra route trying to find like a sustainable option I mean yeah. for fa- not specifically for fabric but even if it's just for something like packages and labels and ribbons and all those things you feel yeah. like it's easy to find a sustainable option or you kind of have to do yeah. some research I feel like I have to do some research I think it's like it's easy in a sense that like yeah you can find a lot on the internet and you can look at like you know certain stores like sustainability practices and stuff if they have that available but I just would much rather be able to shop all those things in person or at least like go to the place where things are being made and actually see what's going on yeah um like even just like I don't know I feel like if I were in New York it would be so much easier to find a place to get like labels printed or get whatever little thing or like trims and zippers and stuff like locally made and stuff like that would be so much yeah. easier There's but like I have to, exactly and like I know some don't get so mad and I, I order from them online sometimes but I just that's like extra shipping you have to pay for and then it's not really sustainable to be shipping things in all the time because yeah. that's like you know huge carbon footprint in that aspect of things but I'm like I have no other choice mm-hmm. so it kind of sucks so that's like a big reason I want to leave Indiana soon because I just hate having to outsource everything like and ship it in and then maybe it's not what I thought it was going to look like or like the colors are a little off because like you can never fully capture like a color on camera super well so that's also a struggle sometimes but or even like buying thread is so hard sometimes because Joann's will like randomly run out of like white serger thread for like two weeks and I'm like what am I supposed to do now (laughs) and then I have to like ship it in and then it takes longer and like I just wish it was like much more available to me in that aspect yeah and I I think it's difficult sometimes speaking from because I I mean I didn't even say I am a sustainable brand right yes (laughs) Um, um yeah I mean I think sometimes it is definitely difficult like trying to find the sustainable option mm-hmm. and when it comes to things like oh well should I should I ship this and if I'm getting right. a large quantity does this make me like not sustainable so you're you're right. trying to like balance out all of these things and for me I feel like I'm thinking about it all the time and I'm trying to figure mm-hmm. out what's the best option but sometimes like in this world things just like aren't realistic in that in that kind exactly. of sense. um but yeah when you think of a bigger brand like a mass market brand or a fast fashion brand clearly you know like if you feel if you feel this way you know the damage that they're doing exactly so I always remind myself like period supporting a small brand or having a a small brand is the most and always will be the most sustainable option so yeah just me myself regardless if I was even trying to source sustainable options just existing and doing small batches already making a difference yeah no that's what I always tell people too I had somebody like recently messaged me saying that like they have a like a brand and it's like all ethical and stuff but it's not necessarily super sustainable because they don't use like sustainable fabrics or anything like that but it's like small quantity like small brand kind of deal and I was telling her I was like at the end of the day like your small brand is probably more sustainable than like a big brand that's considered sustainable just because you're producing so much less and that is already more than 
just using natural fiber fabrics like most sustainable brands do so I feel like it's always just a balance of priorities and what the bigger like I don't know picture is I guess and right now I'm in a place so when I first started making clothes I went on this whole like denim denim thing where yes upcycling (laughs) jeans from the thrift store Mm -hmm. um and that was like my main my main thing and I was very vocal about being sustainable and right with Emily Hiraway I'm feeling I'm feeling like I'm testing it out of not speaking as much about it and speaking um you know more into like how my brand is sustainable because you know I think we're in like a weird place as a society where especially with fashion where everything's like sustainable 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 and it's really overwhelming to consumers because I don't think people know like what to believe and not to believe so in my mind I'm like okay the people who are out there and know sustainability they're gonna find me and they're gonna know I'm sustainable and then for the people who may even be like turned off by the idea of sustainability might like still support my brand because you know like they they didn't hear about it but I'm curious like did you how do you feel about that like did you think about that or were you like right away like I want to be vocal about this I want to be screaming from the rooftops (laughs) I'm a sustainable brand yeah I was kind of in between about it because I feel like I was relatively new to the sustainability space when I started like it's something I was still kind of researching for my own like personal life like I'd stopped buying fast fashion like when I came back from Italy so like that summer of 2019 Mm -hmm. so like you know summer 2020 is only like a year after so I felt like I was still learning about what it meant and like you know all the different aspects of it because I feel like when you're just a consumer you just kind of look at very like I don't know vague ideas of sustainability but like as a brand it's like a whole other perspective that you have to think about and a lot of other like little steps that you don't think about as a consumer like shipping and like I don't know other little things like tags and I don't know just random excess things that you wouldn't think about so um yeah I don't know I felt like for me at first I was hesitant on talking about sustainability because I feel like people didn't know me as that kind of person yet because like Mm -hmm. my personal life literally thought it was a joke that I stopped buying fast fashion because I used to be like so like yeah. obsessed with shopping and like always Man, having it's so hard to change and evolve in this society <laughs> yes it is people do yeah. not like it when you change and no. when you better yourself but no I mean, and I, I yeah it was so like it took so long for people to accept that like I genuinely am like actually shifting that mindset over like my parents literally were like yeah good luck with that because they literally <laughs> thought I was never going to be able to get over like my fast fashion shopping addiction (laughs) um but I'm like it really wasn't that hard um once you actually do it but people really just like did not believe that I was that kind of person so I feel like I hesitated on talking about that just because of that aspect but at the same time I knew it was kind of like a good marketing tool too yeah I was like I need to like find some sort of balance I feel like whenever I talk about it I try to always be like but I'm still learning or like, but I'm not a hundred percent perfect. Like, I feel like I always have to justify the fact that like, I don't know everything and I'm not a hundred percent sustainable because it's yeah. impossible to be because well, people and, will and attack. Be real, the most sustainable option is none of, is none of this. Exactly. It's none of this. We, exactly. we really don't need anything. No, you know, we, we don't. We need shelter basic clothing and food and now like we get the luxury of of being able to like dress ourselves and decorate ourselves in so many different ways which is so amazing but there is that that harsh reality that you know exactly where, where we're getting to where there's just so much clothing and honestly like even before I started my line I just felt I just felt I feel overwhelmed when I go to the mall I don't even go to the mall anymore but yeah, I, I don't either when I used to go it's like it's crazy that we can go into a place and there's 300 different shirts 300 different pants yep. all specifically in my size that exactly. I have the option to purchase and you know I think we're creating like an interesting dynamic of 
I mean, I can only speak from like being American and, and right, right, where we are just like all very greedy and we're consumers and we need everything now, now, now. Yes. Um, so I love to see that we're kind of changing into a different, different direction. Of exactly. Like, this is more and quality over quantity. Yeah, no, I think it's definitely a big problem, especially in the States. Like as somebody who's like also European and like has family there and like sees that aspect of it, we're definitely so much more materialistic and like quantity over quality here than we like, I feel like the rest of the world. Granted, there's obviously going to be materialistic people everywhere in the world and like people who value quantity over quality anywhere. But I feel like overall, I don't know what it is about the U.S., but I feel like we're all so obsessed with consuming all the time. And like myself included, like still to this day. I mean, it's an addiction. It it really really is. Whether it's shopping or it's buying a coffee every morning and just getting that like little bit of endorphins of just purchasing something and you feel like you're being rewarded yes it's honestly it's really bad it's unhealthy it's toxic (laughs) yeah it's it's honestly rough um and I feel like that's a mindset I'm still trying to get over as well because I used to be such a heavy consumer just in general (laughs) so like you still kind of like struggle with it or a little bit I feel like I don't know I really try to fight my urges nowadays a little bit more and like really think about whether or not I need an item. But I feel like then I have this like internal battle of like, okay, maybe you don't need it. But if it's like something that you're really gonna like love and use for a super long time, then like maybe it's worth it. Yeah. Like even with like little random like home decor things or stuff like that, that I'm like, is it a necessity? No, but is it something that might actually like enhance my life a little bit? Sure. So it's like trying to find exactly it really is and I feel like it's different for everybody depending on you know like what you prioritize and what's like available to you too so I feel like it's just hard to yeah sorry I didn't mean to cut you off oh no you're good (laughs) I think it's changed a lot for me too because before I was on this I'm only purchasing from thrift stores and Mm -hmm. and nothing else and I was so disciplined about it for years and you know, even like further than that, I just was not, you know, a consumer really. I right. was not like looking to purchase and have so many different uh, varieties of, of garments and things like that. Um, but I would definitely say like moving to New York, I don't want to say I've become more of a consumer, but kind of. <laughs> Honestly, it, yeah. <laughs> it definitely, it definitely changed a little bit once I moved to New York, but yeah. You know, I'm always like trying to find new ways of being sustainable. Like, okay, one thing that I noticed is that in California, like the trash and recycling system is very, it's neat, it's there. Typically in a household, you have recycling, trash, and compost. And -hmm. when I moved to New York, it's just, there's just trash everywhere. Literally. And I mean, they try and make it seem like you're recycling and you're like dividing your trash. But then at the end of the day, or really at the end of the week, Mm -hmm. when they get rid of trash, it's just all on the sidewalk and then a truck comes to pick it up. So I'm not so convinced that there's actually a great recycling system in, um, in the city specifically. But yeah, I don't know. It's, it's always just about trying to make make the best decision and exactly. it's difficult and challenging in this world but if you're yes. out there and you're making the effort I think it's there's something to say about that that's definitely important yeah no I think so too I think that like the place where you live definitely affects it a lot too um like like you said California is so much better than New York in that aspect of things and like better than Indiana too like I used to compost here at my house um like I had a composting service that would come and like pick it up or whatever when I lived with my parents because like their address was like within the range that this company went to but when I moved out like my current address isn't within their range anymore so I can't compost anymore and I'm like so sad about it because I was like I was doing it now I can't do it because it's not even available to me and there's no way to do it it's just like it's so frustrating I'm like, I wish like those type of things were more readily available or even like, I wish recycling was a little bit more just like better. I feel like places, like a lot of places in Europe will actually like separate recycling out by like glass, plastic and paper. 
which is like mm-hmm. something that is so easy to do at home. I don't know why we don't have those type of like things in place. I know. You know what I mean, I know. like it's so easy to just be like, oh, let me put this glass bottle here and like this, like, I don't know, separating things out is just such a simple task and it would like help the recycling services so much probably. Yeah. But. And it's crazy how like within our country, it's so different everywhere. I yes. I know you spoke about how growing up in Indiana, you feel like you didn't really know anything Literally. About, about sustainability. And I mean, even that's like a fancy broad word, but right. do you feel like you, you kind of had an idea of just like being mindful or, right. or like what, right. what exactly do you mean when you say that? Yeah, I just feel like nobody here talks about it or cares about it at all like I feel like it's seen as some like weird hippie liberal thing yes you know what I mean and like everybody here is very Republican (laughs) and so I don't think it should be like a political thing whatsoever but for whatever reason I feel like people have it that way which makes no sense to me because I'm like it doesn't matter you should just be good to the planet um but I think because people have that mindset here they don't like to think about it because they associate it with like being more liberal or whatever yeah 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 so no I definitely agree I will say growing up in California I remember even like in elementary school we there's droughts all the time right all the time right I remember they gave us this little like timer in school that you put inside your shower so that like when you get in you turn on the water like you flip it so you know um you know how much how long you've been in the shower and how much water you're so funny basically telling you to like turn off the water like in between scrubbing (laughs) and washing your hair so I I would say it's like pretty engraved there but I would say that there's also like levels and there are definitely people who probably look at it in that kind of way that like it's like a hippie right but in reality if you want to like take the word sustainability out of it I think the better word is just mindfulness yeah and just like caring about you know like what you take from the earth like I'm yeah vegetarian I don't eat meat Mm -hmm. so I always think about that how you know I I'm trying to make an effort of like choosing plants over taking life but then right within that like becomes also sticky I don't know yeah it's, it's, it's hard like because I know like people eat meat and I know you eat meat right yeah I mean yeah. I eat mostly vegetarian like by myself in my house but like if my parents are grilling out I'm not gonna be like mm, not gonna eat that you know what I mean yeah and so, eating- like I eat mostly vegetarian but like you know <laughs> also eat eating vegetarian is like also like there's a stigma about it that it's yes. a liberal thing but exactly I mean I just I think it's mindfulness that's the word I, I so like so. yeah especially nowadays that there's so many more options readily available of for like vegetarians or vegans and all that stuff like I think it's so much easier to make that switch now than like maybe like 10 years ago it's like yeah. I don't find it difficult to like switch over like for myself personally at all which is really nice. So something I've also been wanting to talk about with you is the discussion of faux leather and rear leather and, and like which way you feel like you, you lean towards or yes. decided or thoughts, opinions. Yeah, I feel like I'm always like somewhere in between because I think that leather is so much more durable than any like faux leather that has come out because a lot of faux leathers are plastic even though now they're coming out with like, I don't know, pineapple leather or like mushroom leathers or that type of stuff, which is really cool. But I don't think they've been around long enough to really like withstand the test of time. Cause like there's so many leather pieces um, that are like, like hundreds of years old that are still like intact and great. Like we're not going to know that about these like newfound leathers for a hot minute. So I think it's obviously more sustainable to have something that's of that higher quality, but obviously like, you know, the animal cruelty part of it isn't that great. And I know that the meat industry is super harmful and like, it's a byproduct of that too. So it's like, what are you, I don't know, supporting it is like kind of bad, but at the same time, the quality is so much better. I feel like. Yeah, I know. I, I feel similar. I don't know where to go. I, Mm -hmm. a part of me feels like, okay, I'm obviously a vegetarian and I don't eat meat. So like, why would I buy real leather and make 
clothing from it, but at the same time, knowing how harmful the faux leathers are. Exactly. Like synthetic ones, the chemicals. Actually, we, I was talking about this with you briefly. Mm-hmm. I made a dress mm-hmm. that I'm in love with. It's like leather cutouts. Right. I oh, love that one. Food. Loved it. Was ready to sell it online. Mm-hmm. Um, even had some like potential orders lined up. I would have been one of those. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Went to go order the fabric online and online it said in bold letters that the fabric has like cancerous chemicals, materials, right? like almost like as a disclaimer. Mm -hmm. And what's interesting is because I bought it in store, I did not know this, but when you order things online, um, certain states have like rules and restrictions on informing the consumer about those potential uh, risks so yeah I felt very conflicted I mean obviously I did not buy the fabric right honestly like I would be the person the most at risk because I would be purchasing the fabric Mm -hmm. um, unraveling the fabric and then cutting it sewing it so I'm the one who's getting like the the firsthand emissions right of it, and I was not going to do that to myself but then no. also because I am selling to other people like I, I it would be too hard on my conscience yeah to, to sell something like that to people but yeah I feel I feel conflicted and I honestly don't have like an actual opinion on it I don't know which one is better which one is right worse. I don't know if it as like a whole it's just bad and maybe right. maybe like we shouldn't be even like celebrating and wearing le- leather period and making right. it in a mass mass production type of way so I'm always curious to know like how people feel about it yeah I so think I can so I can make like, a better decision because I, I yes. don't know yeah I feel like obviously at the end of the day maybe the best option would be to just not even use leather but like I personally love leather so much like the look of it I'm obsessed it's everything I I have so many pairs of sneakers I can't not literally say like it's impossible yeah it's it's very hard to avoid so yeah I don't know but like you said I mean the fact that there are leather like pieces and jackets out there that are hundreds of years old and right. you can find them in stores and then you know someone can secondhand wear them and they'll literally never I mean for the most part I would say like you kind of have to take care of your leather I mean yeah for sure it. as with everything but but um it definitely will withstand like generations so that aspect is really cool because I think most garments and materials you can't say that about exactly um but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm honestly curious. I don't know if people can like comment their opinion. I would love for people to comment their opinion. That would be great. Like, yeah, I feel like I haven't talked about this too much. I think I talked about this with one other person. My dog is awake now. Anyway, oh so if you can hear panting in the background, this is dog. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. But yeah, it would be great to know like from a consumer standpoint, especially like all the information I just gave you would you feel like "Mm, I'll I'll take a risk with the cancerous materials or are you like "Mm, I don't really want to kill the animal I mean I guess I'd rather not take the risk but that dress was really cute (laughs) so (laughs) I I I wear the dress all the time so I would too (laughs) but obviously it would be like alarming if I saw that on like a website and was about to purchase something I'd be like "Mm." okay all about that like we know this because we buy fabric yes if if you're just buying things online or in person think about all of the dyes and toxins that are right in like creating the fabric holding the fabric together and honestly don't like to think about it so much because it stresses Mm -hmm. me out like it really gives me anxiety yeah even when it comes like furniture Oh my gosh, yeah. There, I mean, it smells. I'm, I know I'm pretty sure like there are rules on when you buy a mattress, you're supposed to like let it sit out for like a few days so that like mm-hmm. the emissions can get off. But that just goes to show you how much shit is like in in the Everything. products that we buy. And yeah, yeah maybe we, we should be a little bit more informed. <laughs> yeah, I know. I feel like once you go down that, it's just such a rabbit hole of like thinking about absolutely everything that you have 
that's like yours and then like not knowing what it's made out of or like how it was made or what could be in it even just like I don't know candles in general I feel like lately a lot of candles people have been are like so bad for you exactly. people do not know that. yeah and I feel like I recently just realized that because I follow a lot of like I don't know small business like candle makers that like either make them like without scents or only make them with like very specific natural scents because mm-hmm. they'll talk about how harmful it can be and I'm like I've lived my entire life like at my parents house like with like Bath and Body Works candles and everybody's like yes, are the worst yes, I'm like I have breathed, like millions of those in in my lifetime like that's so scary I know and it, it's also very deceiving because obviously they have like lovely scents but right. the truth is like once you light that candle there's so many other hidden chemicals that you're breathing in and exactly. typically also you're lighting a candle like in a closed space and there's yes. not like airflow going on I mean depending on like your AC if you have a window open but right right yeah it's not it's not good for you to be breathing in that shit <laughs> no it really isn't and it's just like it's scary to think about with everything even like food sorry okay my dog is wanting to get down anyway oh, good. yeah no with food that's like a whole other discussion Ugh, I, I know I'm, I know this is a fashion podcast so I, I know I always get off track <laughs> but listen like there's a lot of harmful things in your food and if you're listening you should google or do some research yeah, you really should it like I know I shouldn't get into this conversation too much because we should focus on more fashion things but like in like Spain in my hometown everything's like locally grown and like Mm -hmm. everybody in the town basically has their own farm like my family like all has their own farm so they all like grow their own things and like share it with the neighbors and like even like all the meat is like homegrown so everything is just so good and so fresh and like I could literally feel that in my body like I in the states am usually like pretty gluten intolerant so I like avoid it at all costs Mm -hmm. because it like just like does not sit right with me but in Spain I can eat gluten all day long and like not affect me as much like obviously I still get like a little bloated from it but it doesn't like hurt my stomach like it does in the states I'm like that just like the laws you so much yeah exactly they're so different in Europe or really in any other place like right in the U.S. basically the laws here are shit and yes <laughs> and there's a lot of stuff that just gets passed by into our food and is approved yep. and is put on the shelf at the grocery store so that's honestly like one of my biggest dreams is after, after all this is over I just want to own a farm and literally yes. garden and just be like self-sufficient and grow all my own food so yes that's really awesome and I'm very jealous yeah it's the best actually okay I have one question down and it's actually what I already asked you about like if you face challenges as a sustainable brand so yes yes I do face a lot of challenges I feel like um yeah I feel like I get so stressed about just like where I source everything from because there's certain things you just can't source sustainably and it stresses me out things like yeah. notions like thread and like zippers and random things like that that I'm like how do you even go about trying to source that sustainably like I don't think it even exists I mean the only way you would really be able to find a sustainable option is by creating your own and exactly like going through a manufacturer and actually making like a custom button or trim right I've seen a few recycled zippers but even that I, I honestly have mixed feelings about a lot of things now because I've been yep. learning that like recycled materials are actually bad or not bad because technically right. you are getting like a, a second use out of whatever material it, it was but mm-hmm. um just like the process of breaking it yes. down because polyester plastic so polyester mm-hmm. is plastic right when, when they melt it down and then they like re reform it recreate it honestly I'm like not the most knowledgeable on like the process right but I just I just think there's like a lot of sus things going on that we don't yes. know about like even even with thrifting I used to think for the longest time that like thrifting was always going to be the best but like within the thrift the thrift um like retail or community or whatever you Mm -hmm. want to call it um there's a lot of corruption like there's a lot of 
a lot of trash. I mean, I don't want to say trash, but like people just dropping off all of their stuff yes. at, a, at a donation center and then people going through it and then basically just sending it to a third world country and then yes. it just ends up in their landfill. So even though you think that you're doing the good thing by you're like not. giving it a second life, if you're just kind of like carelessly throwing whatever at the donation center, there's a good chance that it's just being sent overseas and it's in the water. And then a lot of people don't know mm-hmm. this, but because polyester is plastic and there's so many garments made out of polyester, when that shit goes in the ocean, it's it's basically the same thing as like a plastic water bottle in the ocean. Oh, yeah. And it's just adding more to the landfill. And it honestly just like, stresses me out (laughs) oh it stresses me out so much whenever I start thinking about just like the end life of everything just because I'm like I shouldn't even be like making clothes like why am I making clothes yeah you know know what I mean you know sometimes I my thoughts go down that path and I feel like you know a part of me a part of me tells myself like this is a really cool experience where I'm able to be creative and I'm able to express myself in like a really beautiful way and like just kind of do whatever I want and it Mm -hmm. fulfills me and it makes me happy but then I also think is this selfish of me right that that I'm you know buying all this fabric and then creating clothes or is it not selfish I don't know because I know because also if I just didn't do that and then I just bought clothes at the store for myself that's also so I don't know I don't know man yeah no it's, I, it's I a, get that honestly a lot of the times it feels like it's a lose-lose yeah game just because yeah. there's so much going on behind closed doors that we don't see mm-hmm. even when I think I'm making the best decision I feel like I'm not yes no I that's how I feel too I feel like sometimes I just feel so like helpless with it because there's only so much you can do but like obviously one person isn't going to change everything but that also doesn't mean that you shouldn't be doing anything like it's such a I don't know such a hard thing because you yourself are transparent about the fact that you know like you're still learning and you don't know everything that shows me that you actually know a lot more (laughs) than like other people because other people just go oh yeah no this is it like I'm doing I'm doing all the things but in reality Mm, yeah it's not necessarily what it looks like no and I think that there's always so much new information coming in with sustainability that like you're never gonna like stop learning from it because there's always like new developments new research new data to look at like just there's always something new so I feel like you can't you can't stop learning about it otherwise you're gonna get like really behind on it so I would say a negative thing about the sustainability movement is that there's a lot of people who are like shaming others for what they do if they are eco-conscious or if they're not and honestly I think as long as there's like wealth disparities in America I mean Mm -hmm. obviously all over all over the world in America you know it's kind of unfair to like look at someone else and say like oh like why are you still purchasing at a fast fashion retailer when right. in reality it's like obviously it makes more sense if you have a hundred dollars to go to somewhere like H&M or Forever 21 mm-hmm. or Zark because you're going to get like 10 more garments exactly. for for what you're paying for so <sighs> there's there's so many levels to this shit it's yeah. very complex <laughs> it really is and I think that I will I hope that people stop being judgmental about it because it's obviously not easy for everybody to do and not attainable or accessible for everybody either so I feel like as long as you're doing your best you know it's all you can do and that's fine yeah and I mean that goes that goes to say about everything in life right yes (laughs) it's just important to be well-intended and you you live and you learn (laughs) exactly I feel like if you have good intentions on things like that's all that matters exactly doing your best it's good but yeah I feel like that's a good note to like wrap up on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, me too. That's just, just like kind of, a just positive came, note to wrap to up on. I felt like I should say it. So, yes, no, I love that. Um, thank you for joining us today. Of course. So fun I'm talking. So to excited. You. Like I said, I've been 
literally binging podcasts. So <laughs> I've been thinking about the day that I was going to be on a podcast. Yes. <laughs> so when you asked me, I was so excited. And I've definitely texted you a few times, like in between now, just saying yes. how excited I was. So yeah, it was a pleasure. Oh, yes. Thank you so much. We'll definitely do another one soon. I would love to do one like with you and Andrea together next oh time I'm goodness. in New York. That would, would be, be awesome. so fun. Yes. Um, we'll definitely have to do that eventually whenever I make it over there but okay okay yes but um do you want to shout yourself out where people can yes. find you and all the things yes okay so you can follow my clothing line Emily Hiraway yes um I am looking to release a spring summer collection um in, um, I want to say like <laughs> after 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 the new year yes um, you might get the lookbook in December so that's Ooh. exciting yes so, yeah, you can follow my page and then also my personal account is Emily and Pre, which is like Emily in private someone recently told me it sounds like an after hours account which is not what it is no that is not what I it thought about just a personal Instagram I wanted to like distinguish my brand versus right. my like personal life content right. shit like that so that's funny so, yeah. Yes. Um, love that. Definitely go follow. Um, and yeah, I guess we will, you know, see you in the next one. Of course. <laughs> Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.